0: And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. 5678, let's get started. Turn it up, you tune it in. So let's talk cheer with Jason Locken. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number thirteen. Not sure if there's going to be an episode fourteen, but thank you for joining. And back at it again is our resident cheer mom. Don't be less when you can be more. Brittany Moore, how are you doing today?
1: Good, 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 good. Happy to be back on the podcast.
0: There we how go. How are you? Glad to have you back. I'm great. I feel awesome, energized. Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, I'm wearing my red right now um, to represent whatever team wins tonight.
1: Do you have a certain team you're going for?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I really like Patrick Mahomes, but it's really hard to bet against Tom Brady. Like, I did not think he'd make it to the Super Bowl. I did not think they'd have as good good as a season as they've had. And so as much as I – as much as my mind is telling me, Patrick Mahomes – you know, he's just a better quarterback right now at this stage in his career. I always tell this to the kids. Winners find a way to win. Losers find a way to lose. And, you know, and Tom Brady is – undisputed you know the most the goat at winning that's for sure so it's just you know I really like Patrick Mahomes but it's hard for me to out loud say I don't think Tom Brady's gonna win this game so we shall see huh we shall see but you know by the time our listeners listen to this they already know they already know the outcome of this game yeah Uh, (laughs) true I can't make it I don't want to make it for, they're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm turning off the podcast. Obviously that team was going to win. It's going to be a blowout watch. So anyway, so a lot has happened since the last time we talked two weeks ago, but before we go any further, everyone listening, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating, leave a comment, um, you know, do all that good stuff, help us. Support our 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 new. You know, only like thirteen episodes in. So you help us out. Share it, like it, leave a comment. We are supposed to do a. Um, we had t-shirts for for like a a giveaway winner, right? Yes. Getting them getting them done. So <laughs> last time we talked, we we're like, Jason, we have a uh, three shares, and I'm like, well, those three shares probably you, my mom, and my wife. So <laughs> we're not gonna do a giveaway, but for real this time, we'll make it an announcer right here. If you see that you're on my Facebook or on B Moore's Facebook, share it. Share it from wherever you see it. We'll find the shares. We will pick a winner for a Let's Talk Cheer cool little T-shirt. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we won't be the only ones wearing them. We'll have a we'll have somebody else wearing one. We'll
0: have crazy followers. Like, yeah, oh, you're from Let's Talk Cheer. Like, yeah, oh, it's me. That's me. <laughs> you know what's crazy? This is actually <laughs> very true because I do all those Facebook um you know, promos for the gym. And you're like, uh, mm-hmm. and we're live coach Jason Larkins, blah, blah, all those things all the time. I get stopped in Bakersfield all of the time. And people go, Hey, I know you're from Facebook. Well, like, you're the cheer the cheer guy, right? i go, yeah, I, literally all the time. People stop me and ask if I'm like with American cheer. Cause they see us on Facebook, met someone who just started working at the gym the other day. And they're like, Hey, um, you know, she's, you know, a new coach. And I just introduced myself. She's working in the gymnastics department. I was like, Hey, I'm um, I'm Jason. I haven't seen you around here before and she's like, I was wondering why I was going to meet you. She's like, I see you on Facebook all the time. Literally happens all the time. So I'm like a Bakersfield legend on Facebook now.
1: That's exciting. That's so exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I, get,
1: I get I uh, a giddy for you on that. Hopefully <laughs> one day it'll be, oh yeah, you're the guy from the podcast.
0: Yeah, it's me. You know how we do. But anyway, so last time we talked, we had it was GSSA virtual. We had turned in our videos for GSSA virtual, but we had not gotten results yet. Not really anything on score sheets. I think by time we turned in the videos. Um, then we've done our second virtual with the spirit network. And obviously we've gotten placements for that. And I'm still recovering from the gut punch of, of NCA. So you know how that is.
1: Yeah. They changed, did they change their format a little bit
0: or? Yeah. So great question. Glad that you asked. Uh, Yeah. So NCA, so typically, so GSSA, let's say videos were due. Let's say the event was happening on the 14th. Hey, turn your, the event GSSA virtual is happening on the 14th. They give you like six days, five days or so to record a routine and then you turn it in several days before the the event. So if it's due on the if the event's on the 14th, you have until like the twelfth or so, the tenth or so to turn in your video. And you turn it mm-hmm. in the week of the event, and then they share them on that Saturday morning with everyone. And then you get, you know, your score sheets throughout the day, and you get the results, you know, the next day after that. With NCA, and we figured the same thing was going to happen with NCA virtual, right? That's the way all the varsity events have been running. However, NCA is doing something a lot different. Where they're doing, they're doing the whole NCA week leading into it, and all these different things. Anyway, the videos are all due the week before that, so they've taken away two practice days, which for us were very crucial because. You know, we started off late. Obviously, we were on lockdown, but we opened the gym back up in mid-June. So we opened the gym back up mid-June, which is not May. And then we didn't start stunting until, you know, mid-late August and didn't get choreography until all these different times. So, and then we have Christmas break and Thanksgiving break and all these different things, not to mention, you know, kids in and out with COVID. And so when they take away a week of practices, it's like, man, I really could have used that week of practices, and we really could still use that week of practice heading into NCA. So that was kind of a, um, you know, another thing that we're trying to deal with right now is trying to figure out, okay, what can we do? And the other thing that they did is by moving it up that week is that we had a competition lined up, another virtual competition lined up right before NCA, so that we could get some more feedback, like, hey we'll get some feedback. Judges will tell us, yeah, we like this. No, we don't like that. And then, you know, we're going to use that feedback to actually make, you know, whatever small adjustments we needed to heading into NCA. But now since they've moved it up a week, they've taken that competition away from way well, haven't taken the competition away from us, but we won't get that feedback before we turn in a video for NCA. So, you know, trying to deal and struggle, you know, deal with the struggles of having to, you know, adjust to the new format that they have here. But, you know, winners find a way to win. Losers find a way to lose, you know?
1: Yes. And what's that? Don't you have a, a adaptability or adaptable quote that you say? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not always the strongest or the smartest who survive, but those who are most adaptable. There we go. Yeah, man. So adaptability, man, like, and, you know, it's funny, like throughout the years, I've always tried to find moments not to let the athletes like make excuses. And I remember we would, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast before, but anytime our athletes complained about something, like I made them do that. So we had, we had one gym and it had, we had three floors in that one gym. And there was one floor that all the kids hated. Oh, I hate this floor. That's the bad floor. Oh, well, guess what floor you're going to practice on? Like we always practice on the floor they hated. And if they, and if there was just something. Did you watch the Tiger Woods documentary?
1: No, I did not.
0: It was um it was pretty good. I like the first episode was really good. Second episode, you know, smear piece. But um, but the first episode was really good. I really like what his dad was, he did is someone else was one of their family friends was telling this story about how anytime Tiger, there's one when Tiger was really young, but anytime Tiger would go to you know, swing or whatever, go to hit the ball. Mm -hmm. His dad would start speaking really loudly and, you know, messing with his keys and just being a distraction. And the other guy, like this family friend, had no idea what he was doing. He's like, dude, his dad's being kind of rude, you know, golf uh, etiquette. You're not supposed to talk during their approach. And he's like, yo, his dad's being like really rude during this. He's like, yo, yo, yo. And he's and the the guy telling the story goes, and I shushed his dad like, shush, like what are you doing? He's like, come on, man. I'm trying to prepare him for when he's on the tour. I'm trying, to distra- I'm trying to get him used to these distractions. And I've always tried to do that with our athletes is try to prepare them for distractions and not make excuses because things, things happen all the time. I remember one year we were, it was NCA. it was Spirit Sports, so Palm Springs, and we had been really working hard on keeping the athletes like mentally focused. And just let them know that there are distractions and not to make excuses. And the most popular team in the world at the time, they're probably still in the top five, I guess, but California all stars SMOED. It's like when they're at the height of their popularity, they're like on their run. There's one, you know, they won four in a row. So it's in the middle of that four in a row streak. And we were the team that was going to go right before them. And so. Every the spirit sports that whole <clears throat> convention center is like packed, waiting for SMOA to go on, and it is it's, it's packed. And and they're not letting our team, you know, our little level three team on the stage because the you know, the fire marshals there saying, Hey, you know, we're you know, the lanes are too crowded or whatever, and so they're not letting us go. And so we have to wait and we wait and we wait like 45 minutes before everything gets cleared out and they let us perform again and we had a really good team that year I can't remember if we won the summit that year or not I think we I can't remember if we won the summit that year or not but I remember we had a really good team that year and I remember that year we had a really good chance or at least I felt we had a really good chance of the paid bid and we'd hit day one and we're in position for a, a paid bid and I'm like if we can hit today we can get this paid bid and now all this stuff happens right and we have to wait 45 minutes and I remember right before they went on or right before they told us that it was going to be like this long wait, I remember going over to the kids and be like, this is like what we train for. Like we practice for this mental toughness and being adaptable. I remember like telling them that and they go out and they hit this beautiful routine and they end up, you know, getting in the, they in their division and getting the paid bid and all that stuff. But I just remember, you know, you never know what's going to happen with these athletes. Um, this is actually really cool. We used to turn off the lights all the time in the gym. And as, as a distraction, all the time, we used to turn off the lights and do all this. We would do all this crazy. I can't be giving out all my secrets right now to all those other coaches listening to, listen to this podcast and get the secrets. But but, um, but we used to practice all that. And I remember our first year at American, the lights went out at at a competition PCM was at. and And so some of my old kids like we're competing with the lights out, you know, and it went out like in the end of the pyramid to do the dance or whatever. But I got a bunch of text messages, like from the kids being like, coach, like the lights went out and we are prepared because of all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. But anyway, yeah. Adaptability, all of that to say, they took away two days from us. They took away a competition from us. They took away that those score sheets and the, um, you know, feedback we're going to get, but you know, we're going to adapt and we're going to make it make it happen.
1: So from the score sheets, though, like, once you guys get your score sheets from a competition, what do you, do those, like, set you up for, like, when you get the comp- the score sheets, does it set you up for, like, the next, you know, week or two uh, at practice so you guys can make adjustments, like, based off the score sheets? Like, what's yeah, so the after effects?
0: Score sheets, um I can talk about score sheets all day long. Anytime you have a question about score, I can talk, I can literally talk score sheets all day long. So I think the first thing, you know, the first thing we do is really just, you know, you check the score. I think the very first thing I do is check our, our actual overall score, right? That percent of perfection, right? That score out of a hundred, right? Do we get a 91, 9? whatever and i check there you know that usually gives me a good idea of if the judges liked us or not depending on like where that score is and i go okay and then i'll go through the um i'll go through the the ranges just to make sure everything's in range and nothing's like out of range so when you get a score sheet um let's say in standing tumbling they have the high range the like the mid-range and the low range and maybe even the below range and the high range is 4.5 to 5.0 so as soon as i get a score sheet i make sure everything at least says 4.5 on it because if we're not if it doesn't say 4.5 that means they they didn't put us in the right range so after you do you have to do certain elements like you have to do there's like a rubric and you have to do fourth or it depends on what it is but what uh part of the score sheet is but you do so many things, and you automatically get into that range. You automatically get to that 4.5 range. And so if I see something that says not 4.5, that means they misjudged us and I have to go, like, challenge something. So I have to make sure we're in range, and I'll check our execution scores to see basically, you know, if the judges liked us. If it's a one-day event – well, let's start, most of our events are two days. So if it's a two-day event, I'll just read them and um, – I'll get an idea of what we need to change, but I typically don't read score sheets to the athletes. I'll read comments to the athletes, but I don't really I don't let, I don't want the athletes focused on we always talk about this process uh is primary or um process over the prize. So at a competition, you can only be focused on <clears throat> one thing at a time. You can either focus on the process. Or you can focus on the prize. And so, but if you're focused on the prize, you can't think about the things that it takes to actually win. So if you're thinking about winning, you can't think about your grips. Or if you're thinking about the judges, you can't think about your timing. Or if you're thinking about, you know, your parents, you can't think about, you know, where your formation is supposed to be. If you say focus on the process, right? Here's my formation. Okay, in this section, I need to be, I need to focus on my timing during this. I need to focus on this. Then all those little things add up to having a great routine, which therefore give you higher scores and you know, obviously can lead to winning. So I will read, you know, positive comments to the athletes and go, hey, you know, the judges thought you guys were awesome here. And the judges thought, thought this, because I really want our athletes to be really focused in on that they are a great team. Like, we're a great team. The judges love us. And to go out there and be confident. I've seen too many times where I've read all of the comments from the judges at a competition. And the athletes have been really focused on trying to make those improvements and, thought and forgot about all the other things. So what I've learned over the years is that you are what you repeatedly do. Like, the kids just go out there and they just do what they do every single day. We had a good story time. Coaching and athlete. We love Jason's stories. Dude, I know. It's all, this is, you know, that's what the podcast is about. Just Jason telling a bunch of stories. I cheered with a girl. Should I, should I say her name? I'm <clears throat> not going to say her name. So I cheered with this girl who did not end up making grades at semester. This is in college. She didn't make grades and therefore was not eligible for the second semester and wasn't eligible to go to Daytona. She then challenged, so she didn't make the mat. She ended up being an mm-hmm. alternate, and she wasn't going to be able to compete. But she ended up challenging a grade, and she actually won her case, and she got this grade bumped up, which then made her eligible. But she did this, you know, that whole process took a month or two, and we'd already settled mat and choreography and all this things, so she wasn't going to be on the mat. And we have a large co-ed and a small co-ed on this in the program I was at. And she was on large co-ed. And so she wasn't gonna be only be on the mat. So she's an alternate. And a couple of weeks before we go to NCAA nationals, an athlete on the small coed team gets her or or something. Doesn't something happens where this other athlete's not gonna be able to go to Daytona. And we have this athlete on the team who's now eligible. And so they put her into the spot. Now, the girl they put into the spot, we're going to call her Susie. Susie was a great cheerleader. She really was one of our best athletes on the team. Great cheerleader, but she hadn't been doing anything for literally two months. She just sat there for, you know, she hadn't done anything since December because we're going on the Christmas break, and then she doesn't make grades, so then she sits there for another two months after that. So she hasn't done anything all semester long, and now they throw her into this routine. And the person she replaces has a pretty prominent spot in the routine, and for Toe touch back tucks, the toe backs, she's like right off center. And she hasn't conditioned all year. And anytime we go to run a full out, she can't land her toe back. And again, this athlete was a great athlete. Could land toe back, you know, in her sleep all the time. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, because she hadn't conditioned all, you know, semester long, she wasn't able to land this toe back in the middle of the routine. And anytime we ran full out, she touched down literally anytime anytime practice day in you know we practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Friday so five days a week she touched down for about two months
1: we get the prelims yeah
0: we get the prelims in Daytona you know what she did touchdown (laughs) see touchdown you know what she did in finals
1: Touchdown.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because these kids do what they do every single day at practice. So there's no reason for me. There's no reason to if there's, if I see a comment and a ju- and I read a comment and goes, you know, um, your heel stretches, you know, are not all lined up perfectly. And I go, Oh, you know, what? and I look at the video and go, Oh man, our heel stretches aren't all lined up perfectly. And you know what? We've never, ever worked on that at practice. I will not tell them because then it, it it's one thing if we've gone over it several times at practice and they just didn't do it on stage. They're like, Hey guys, you know, we worked on that at practice. We can make sure that we do it here. But if it's something we've never worked on at practice, the only thing they're going to think about is my heel stretch and that's going to mess everything up, everything else up. So I never actually talk to them about things. We haven't gone over at practice. If we've gone over it at practice, I'll, I'll bring it up. Maybe I'll bring it up in my own words. I won't say the judges said it, but, um, If we haven't talked about it at practice, I'll wait until Monday to actually bring it up. All that being said, uh, what else do we do with the score sheets? Um, I'll read the comments. Um, I will take mental notes. Sometimes the judges will give me... You never know who's up there judging you. Dude, there's going to be story time for days. And so I, I take a lot of those comments with a grain of salt because you never know... One who's up there judging you. So I got to tell this story about when I judged one time. Um, but so as a coach, I'll go and I'll go. I'm not sure if I, I like this <clears throat> stunt sequence or not. I'm not totally in love with it. Um, but I'm on the fence about it. And you're literally just getting someone's like feedback on your routine. And some, you know, if I ask a hundred people, hey, do you like this? Fifty are gonna say yes, and fifty are gonna say no. And then you know, you just kind of go. So when we get when we get the feedback it sometimes if i'm not in love with it and i get another judge to say hey i'm not in love with the the stunt sequence then it just confirms okay i'm not in love with it they're not in love with it then maybe i should i should change it or i get something where i'm not totally in love with it but people keep saying you know judges repeatedly say that they love it then i'll leave it in cuz i'm trying to win competitions you know yeah so you know, they kind of confirm or deny things and they let you know, like, what should I leave in or what should I not leave in? But the other thing is, like I said, it's literally a judge's opinion. And so I tell our coaches all the time, guys, do not live and die by the comments of your score sheets because you're literally, you're going to change your routine every single week if you live and die by the comments of your score sheet. Because we had, once month we had, um, flyers back when we had the world's team we opened up and we had a our opening we had a couple kids do standing fulls a couple kids do standing handspring fulls and a couple kids do like cartwheel fulls and all these kids they all went at the same time so they all twisted at the same time and we go to one competition and i don't remember which competition was which but one of the competitions said love the dynamic opening with the various you know Fools Love the Cartwheel fulls the Standing Fools the Wonder Love this dynamic opening. Awesome. Great. I feel awesome as a coach. Look at that. We kept it in. And, you know, we go to a competition literally two weeks later with the same routine. And someone else says, uh, yeah, the opening was too busy. Didn't like, you know, it was like too chaotic. Couldn't really see what was going on. And so when we read judges' comments, I have to be very careful to again, not live and die by their comments because next week we're gonna get a different set of judges who just have a different opinion on, on our routine. And you just, that's what I always tell our parents. Like, it's so hard to win competitions because you're literally going on the, based on their opinion and they might not like what you're doing. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And you, I mean, that's just part of the sport where, you know? You'll know, you know which one you get into. And the other thing is, I we will um we'll collect all of the. Here we go. Here's a here's a secret tip for all you coaches. I'm sure actually a lot of coaches do this, but we'll track all of our score sheets. So we'll get our scores, and then we'll put them into like a spreadsheet and just know. Oh, you've seen them before Look when we do it on the Facebook lives. But you know we'll put them yeah. onto a uh, you know the spreadsheet and go. Okay, we scored a 4.9 here. Oh, this competition we scored a 4.8. Okay, 4.9, oh, 4.7. And we'll just keep track and see kind of what the averages are. And that way towards the end of the year, we can see exactly what our averages are and kind of see how we're, we're trending. And if we see something that is consistently low, okay, that's something that we need to address. Oh, something consistently high, then that's something we, we'll, we'll leave there. And we'll you know, go and do that. But what I'll say that story I would tell was, you never know who's up on that judging panel. And every comment, I do this, I'm notorious for this. No, I'm not really notorious. Notorious means other people know about it. I'm the only person that knows about it. But every time I go to a competition, I will look up at a, I look up at the judges stand. I guess every coach must do this, right? I look up at the judges stand. I figure out who's up there. Who's up there? Anyone I know? What's that guy doing up there? He shouldn't be judging my teams. But but I work for this company. And I'm not going to say their name. But I used to work for this company And I used to do summer camps for them. And I'm young. I'm like 18, 19. And I used to do summer camps, right? I go to these camps and I teach kids how to do, you know, cheerleading. Here's here's how you do a lib. Here's how you do a, a prep and very basic stuff. And they go, hey, Jason, do you want to judge a competition? Sure. I'll judge a competition. I've never judged ever in my life. And. There wasn't a judge's training. They didn't send me a handbook or a video or we have a meeting. It was, hey, Jason, you're judging these routines, these cheer routines today. So I started cheering my junior year in high school. So this is probably my freshman or sophomore year in college. Possibly, you know, very possibly my freshman year. And. I really don't know anything about cheerleading. Like I've only been doing the sport for so long, I don't know really too much—not enough to be judging real people, not real cheerleading, right? And they have me up on this. That was your first stand, time. First time on the first stand, time judging. First okay. time judging, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm up there, you know, I'm looking at routines, and and this couldn't happen today. So if you're a parent out there wondering, like, does that happen? this judging has come a very long way and they do lots of judges trainings and all these different things. And people are like judges now like, Oh yeah, I, I judge now. Like this was, this was way back in the day. And so this could not happen. I mean, I'm sure it happens at real small events. It could not happen at any events that we go to, but yeah, but they have me up there and, and now what they have Judging's gotten a lot smarter where if I'm a judge, I only judge like one portion of the score sheet. So if I'm the building judge, I only judge when a stunt goes in the air. Okay. A stunt's in the air. It's my turn. If tumbling is going, I don't look at it. Like it's not my concern. Like I only judge stunting when people get lifted or I'm the tumbling judge. I judge standing, tumbling, running, tumbling and jumps. And you know, so they have the separate judge, but back then, you know, they give you the whole score sheet and you're judging literally everything that happened. So when, stunts and tumbling are happening at the same time. You know, kids are stunting in the back, people are tumbling in the front. You know, you have to watch both of those and kind of figure it out. So I'm up there, you know, like <laughs> you remember like in high school you cheat on a test, you'd be like, hey, hey Brittany, what'd you get on on number 14? You're like, oh I got eight. I'm <laughs> like, oh fake. Hey, good looking Brittany. <laughs> That's how I was. <laughs> They're doing stuff. I'm like looking around and I'm like hey what'd you get for jumps? I'm like I got I gave them an eight but like, oh good look I gave him an eight too. So that was So you don't know who's up there judging these things. So you can't be trusting these judges with your whole livelihood. You got to make decisions that are smart, but.
1: (laughs) Seems like you've got the score sheet uh, down where, like you said, you don't let it affect you too much and you just continue to do what you do and you kind of do your own thing basically.
0: Yeah. You know, there's, there's there to reinforce, I try not to get, icy. I used to challenge scores all of the time. And so, you know, they give you a 4.5. You can go and be like, hey, this isn't a 4.5. Like, you go and I, I used to argue all the time when I was younger. And I hardly challenge anything now. I hardly ever challenge difficulty. I don't remember last time I challenged, like, a difficulty score. Sometimes I'll go and try to, and you're not supposed to challenge technique scores. And so sometimes I'll go and be like, hey, just some feedback. Like, what do you think they're doing? And sometimes I'll get someone to be like, you know what, Jason, I think you're, you're right. But I, I mean, I used to live in that AccuScore, score, what they call it, right? I used to live there and just challenge everything all day long. But, you know, judges are going to give me – they're going to give us a score. And then you move on and you deal with it. But, you know, I think we got – coaches now – I heard this from my old, um, my old all-star coach. Jeff McQueen. Shout out to Jeff McQueen. Um, But I saw him at a competition once upon a time and someone was talking about a score. And he said, Jason, you know, when I coached you, it used to be about winning the competition. He's like, now it's all about scores. Like people like, and at the time a 96 was a really high score. And And he's like, you know, people walk around like, Oh, I got a 96 dog. And he's like, what happened to winning the competition? And so he, you know, I always think back about that. Like if my, score is low what i think is low but it's higher than everyone else is then then let's go because it's about you know in one sense as far as scores are concerned we're just trying to get a higher score than the other team um in one sense of the you know word but yeah so you know do you and keep it moving don't whine don't complain don't make excuses
1: so we just did we just did spirit Network.
0: We and
1: how, how do you think that went
0: let me ask you what how do you like that compared to the other virtual we did
1: I it was amazing <laughs> I would do that any day again um I don't know I, I thought it was good I mean uh I really did like that it was live and it it even though it didn't feel like a regular competition in-person competition I really like the fact that it was live it there was no retakes there was no redos I felt like that was the closest thing you could get to what we are used to as a normal competition aside from you know not they're not being very many people there but I, I liked I liked it a lot I thought that was way better.
0: Did you uh watch any of the live stream like did you buy the package at all?
1: Yes, we were leaving and um, the twins were like, we want to watch this mommy. So I got on my phone and I bought it for them. And we, Kinsley, actually had it for, she watched, who was after us? I bought it. And then she watched some of the other teams and then they wanted, both of the girls wanted to watch the rest of the American teams. Um, so they watched it all night long and we together, I said, when there's American team, I want to watch it with you. Okay. Um, and we had, uh, some, some friends over and they have a relationship with a couple of girls on a couple other teams at American. And so they watched too. So it was good. I mean, we, we liked it. Um, it, I think the girls probably liked it way more than I did. Um, yeah. But it was fun. I mean, and I liked seeing all the scores, uh, you know, getting to watch who won. I was like, American, when, when they did the, um, our, the Twins is level, level one. When they did that, the Twins were screaming at the top of their lungs. They were so excited. Let's go.
0: Grand champs. Let's go. Junior White.
1: But, I'll, I mean, I feel like it was cool. I thought every American team did great. So, um, I definitely would like, I like those ones more than the filming ones.
0: Yeah, that was cool. I really liked um and shout out to Tammy. Tammy's the uh, event producer, the owner of the company. And just I I thought that Tammy and her whole crew did a phenomenal job. Like a phenomenal job with that event. Um, you know, we've had a relationship with Tammy for for a long time. Um and she used to own GSSA and Aloha, all those competitions we well, I guess we still go to them, but she used to own that company those companies i guess and eventually sold the varsity and then was like you know what i'm about to get back in the saddle like we're gonna make this happen and and so we're talking about going to summer events this year and you know i'm really holding on to live events at the time when we were talking she's like no we're gonna do these virtuals and and you're and she's explaining this to me during the summer And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm really holding out for live events. I'm like, you know, we're gonna do our live events, and we'll go to some of your other events. But you know, I don't know if I want to do this virtual thing. And obviously, everything went down, and we're like, hey, Tammy, can we get into some of that? You know, we're redoing our schedule, and you know, she lets us in to these events, and I was thoroughly impressed with it. Like the thoroughly impressed with just everything that. So they had us on. So they send us. So anyone who who doesn't know, they send us a the Spirit Net- Network send us a camera. So this high tech, real nice. You can tell it was it was a very nice camera, right? Send us this nice camera, and you have to hook that camera up to a up to the router. So you take an Ethernet cable, run that through your router router, and then you know. So it's connected to the internet, and then what else do they do? So then we're on a Zoom call the morning of the event. Oh, this is crazy. It's not really that crazy. I'm not sure why I said that. But I was a nervous wreck because it's live. And so we're on the Zoom call. So I have one iPad with the Zoom call with all the other coaches and programs and and Tammy and, you know, the Spirit Network. Then on my other iPad, I have the actual live feed going, like what parents see at home. And I never got the Zoom link sent to me. Well, it got sent to me, but it came from a different email. Like it came from like someone's personal email address and it went to my junk mail. And so I never get this Zoom link. And so Tinies are up in like three teams and I don't know where this Zoom link is. And I get a text message from, from Tammy. It's like, hey, Jason, we, we need you. <clears throat> and I'm like looking through and I eventually get a link. And I hop on and she's like, all right, American is on deck and we don't have a live feed. We don't have a feed for you guys. I'm like, we don't have a feed. And I'm just like, oh my gosh! And I'm there, and I'm like running around trying. To, but anyway, we figure it out. But, but yeah, it was so cool, and it was so cool. Like the kids would, um, like coach, they were they were talking about us with the live commentary, and they said how good we did, and and all these things. I just thought when I'd wa I just thought it was such a. If you watched it from home, besides that, you know the that you'd see like a different gym here and there. It looked like a regular competition like if you just watch if I am just gonna live stream a you know when they live stream like these varsity events that's just what it looked like except for they had commentary in between which just made everything great and I just thought it was such a cool event and, you know, I'm on my headphones whole, all whole day and they're like all right American you guys are up in 50 seconds and you know we announced the team out and the kids would come out and I just thought it was a you know and then we had the parents in there so I just thought it was a cool opportunity for when the parents to see their kids perform live and uh like when we did the first one for gssa it was like yeah hey parents our team wasn't good enough so we're gonna go again so make sure you guys bring the noise and (laughs) they'll be back in five minutes and so i just thought this was like so cool that one that the parents got to be there and that the kids knew like this one counted you know and after like the judges would call like a there was one judge who didn't actually score. All they did was watch the routine and then they would call the kids and give them feedback and just go, Hey guys, you guys, you know, I thought you guys were great. And they gave them some real good feedback. And it was really cool for the kids to hear from the judges and just say, Hey, your hard work is paying off. We saw like your attention to detail. We saw this and Hey, if there's one thing I want you guys to focus on, I really want you guys to focus on, you know, this specific element. And it was like, cool. Like one coach or one judge said something about our, um, formations on youth black and i'm like i will make sure that those formations are on point for you uh miss sarah but yeah it was a cool um i really like that i could definitely seeing us doing that again next year i mean we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago like hey do you see us doing virtuals again if everything's back to normal i could see now now here's the grand plan grand plan showcase then a virtual where we have to pre-record it then a live virtual then our first real competition then we will be ready then then we will be ready for the attack of the world
1: there we go i know that yeah. those coaches they did like you while we were watching i don't i don't remember exactly what team it was, it was senior red or senior black the last american team to perform mm-hmm. and um you know you're coming out and you're like hyping them up and you know and one of the uh one of the commentators I I think it was a commentator was like man I don't know who that guy is but he's been (laughs) rocking it all day long like shout out to him because he's bringing the energy and he just has we just love his energy and I know the twins are like mommy coach Jason's always so happy I'm (laughs) like yeah look see there you go yeah man so they definitely loved you
0: that's cool. Hey, anything for the kids, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get these kids hyped up, two minutes and 30, that's a long time to go through a routine. For those who've never done an actual full out routine, like those things, they take it out of you for sure. Like you're going. I remember as an athlete, after any full out at practice, not at practice, at a competition, I couldn't swallow. Like my throat completely dried up and I did not have the ability to swallow anymore. And it was always the weirdest feeling. And and I just remember like what it's like to like go full out and just to, I, I remember seeing my coaches out there. Like I remember my very first competition being out on the stage. And I remember looking out and seeing my coach in the crowd and he was jumping up and he was so happy. And I remember just thinking like, we must be killing it. And I just remember like, and seeing friends in the crowd. I just remember all those feelings of what it's truly like to perform in front of a crowd. And I just try to give that, to our athletes, because I mean, they're literally memories I still have. um Like, I remember we were terrible. I remember we got second place that day. We had second place, and apparently, we did not do well. But what I really, when I, if you ask me, like what my first memory was from my first competition, it's always my coach jumping up and like seeing him in the crowd jumping up and down. And you know, it's not that we lost or whatever. It's like that feeling of him jumping up and down is like what I think about, like when I think of like my very first competition and so I want to try to give those memories to these athletes. There's a good, um, there's a good quote that says people will remember how you made them feel far longer than they remember like what you said or something like that, like things you, how you made them felt or how you made them feel versus how what you said to them or you did to them or something like that. So, you know.
1: I think you guys do a good job at that because I know at competitions um, I see you know you and Ashley and you know all the other coaches and you know they're jumping up and down and they're so excited and they're clapping and when all the athletes are performing but there's a video out there um I think some it was someone recorded it it it's not any of us, but <laughs> excuse me there's a video out there of uh a team is performing and it would be like you and Ashley and baby Joey. And baby Joey is, is like standing there and she's just like clapping her yeah. hands. And it's like, that is that that's gonna be the Larkins. That that's yeah. them. That's the it's the coat the two coaches and the baby, and they're just so used to the baby's so used to it. But it, yeah, and she grows and grabs you. like
0: her sippy cup in the middle of the routine. She's like, yo, where's my sippy cup? I need to get some drink. Yeah. Okay, great job, guys. That was a great, that was actually. That was a great video. That was, like, real joy. Like, you know, you see a lot of videos online. You're like, oh, it was okay. that was okay. Like, that was, like, a really good video. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, that, that'll that be you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but you guys definitely. Numerous times.
1: <laughs> yeah. You guys definitely hype people up all the time. and so, Or the athletes up all the time. So, uh, that definitely doesn't go unrecognized. All of it. Bailey, Claire, Christina, you, Ashley. Thanks. I hope I didn't forget anybody. And Sheila. If you have ever... For people that are listening that don't know who Sheila is, Sheila is just she's she, she. If you have ever seen that lady at a competition, she is the most happiest, hyped up, rowdy, cheer grandma, mom, whatever she is. Just the look on her face, she is going. And that is amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm so impressed that Sheila still loves cheerleading. Like, I think if, when I'm done with cheerleading, like, I'm not going to watch it ever again. Like, I'll watch it to kind of keep up. But, like, if I'm ever, like, done, like, I'm just going to, like, move on. Like, I'm so impressed that Sheila – you know, her kids are, you know, married with kids, right? You know, they have nothing – her kids have nothing to do with cheerleading anymore. Her grandkids have nothing to do with cheerleading. And she still loves it and just loves it and is just, like, the biggest – I mean, we could not do what we do without her. So, shout out to Sheila. But, yeah. So – can't believe it
1: so what do you think about like have you seen like I I see some kids that I feel like even though this is not the best year there's so many kids that have had like athlete breakthroughs like they just are doing so so great I see that how do you feel
0: this has been it's a crazy year because I don't, I don't always. What well, I don't remember. I've said this on the podcast before, but I know I've said it to other people before. My life is relatively the same as it was a year ago, where I wake up, I go. Besides having a baby, but I wake up, I go work out. I take care of some, you know, chores, errands around the house or whatever. And then I start doing my director duties and I, you know, move projects forward and answer emails and do all that stuff. And I go to the gym and I coach and that's all relatively the same. However, obviously it's completely different for our athletes who are all online and, you know, the only time they really leave the house is when they go to cheerleading practice. So it's easy for me to forget that. Um, It's very easy for me to forget that. And then it's also in the middle of all this, because we're trying to, you know, we get score sheets and we're trying to do this and we're trying to put the teams in the best position to, you know, just be successful. that, That these teams are made up of individual athletes. And all of these, although, you know, we'll say Junior White, Junior White has its, journey that it's going on junior white is made up of individual athletes who all have their journeys that they're going on you know and so you know every so often you get like these these reminders that these are real people living real lives that have ups and downs that they're trying to accomplish and trying to you know we back in the day we should probably bring this back we used to do it all the time but we used to bring these uh poster boards in and we'd say, What is your what is your goal and what is your why? And they had to write down their individual goal as an athlete and their team goal. Hey, what's your team goal this season? Oh, my team goal is I want to get a bid to the summit and I wanna, you know, win spirit sports and I wanna do X, Y, and Z. And they write down their team goals. And they'd all, you know, say, Hey, what's your individual goal? Like, so, oh, and my individual goal is I wanna get a backhand spring and I wanna do this, and I wanna you know i want to be center jumper or whatever cases and so with this this actually happened in what so this last competition that we just did so the athlete on the team named cat shout out to cat um and so the end of what was this so she's on junior white and cat um is hearing impaired right wears a little hearing aid and, you know, we have to talk with like our mask down so she can read our lips and stuff like that. Right. And, and besides um, her hearing, she has other issues that she deals with, right. Her own struggles. And so she wasn't able to compete. I can't remember if this is the exact reason, but I think someone in her family had COVID before our first virtual competition and so she wasn't able to be there for that whole week. And so she wasn't able to compete at GSSA. And then something else happened. And she just had like all the, this, this up and down, like, you know, weeks and all stuff. Not to mention all those other things i talked about before. And we go to the, the the virtual, the live one. And Junior White does the routine. They nail this great routine. And as soon as they hit the end pose, she runs off to the back and starts, you know, throwing up in the trash can. You're like, oh that kid's sick. So I go over there and, and check on her. Like, Hey, I'm I'm good coach. I'm good. I'm good. Just a little, you know, just a little throw up, whatever little water come up. I'm like, all right. All right. You're going to be all right, kid. So, you know, I grab her a water or whatever. And then coach Christina or coach Claire goes back there and, you know, taking care of her. And then all the junior white parents are leaving the gym. And as they're leaving the gym, I walk back over to where all the parents are exiting and um, her dad's like coming up and I see him. And I don 't really know the look. I couldn't really read the look on his face. Um, I couldn't tell he didn't look particularly happy, you know he didn't look you know thrilled with joy. and I 'm like, "Is he upset with me or you know what's going on?" So I kind of look at him and he looks at me, starts shaking his, head and he, he like high fives me. he goes to high five me. And I high five him kind of grab his hand, and he has like tears in his eyes, and he's like, "She did it, man. She did it and I'm like, man, like he was just so, I mean, so proud of her, so proud. And he obviously knows more about her journey than I do. But I know, I know enough about her journey where when I remembered her journey, I remember why he was just so immensely proud of his daughter and going out there and doing that two minute and 30 second routine, you know, and, and we, you know, we oftentimes forget you know we get focused as coaches and i you know i I know there's a group of parents who get focused on specifically just the journey of junior white or just the journey of youth black or just the journey of this team and they forget that that each one of these kids have an individual journey that they're going on you know um and it's important for us to come along Their side and help these kids on their individual journeys as well. We had another parent after GSSA. Yeah, after GSSA email, and her daughter has been on a level two. This is her third year on level two. And she, this particular athlete, struggles with um, mental blocks. So she'll have her tumbling at tryouts. You know, she's all good, throwing all of her level two tumbling. Then somewhere throughout the season, you know, before our first competition, she will at least these last two years, has stopped throwing. We'll stop throwing her tumbling. And then we have to end up taking out her, her tumbling out of the routine because she's not throwing it anymore. And then we'll go through the season, you know, not tumbling and just doing everything else, right? And this year, same thing. She was throwing her tumbling at tryouts. We put her tumbling in the routine. And this year, you know, we didn't have to take it out. It's been really strong, been um, doing a great job. And went, competed at GSSA, throws her level two tumbling, you know, throws her standing handspring and her back walkover and all that, all that good stuff. Back walkover, back handspring, round off two, all that good stuff. Right. And, you know, at the time it's like, Hey, that was a great routine junior blue. And then to be reminded, you know, mom is just so happy. Like she's been on a level three team. There's her third year on a level three or level three, third year on a level two team. First time she's ever thrown a level two pass and just, you know, that journey that she's on, you know, and just, that's a good, and I remember throwing like certain skills in the routine for the first time and being like, dude, I remember what that feels like to, to throw. Like, I I remember, I remember when I had cheered, I'd never actually thrown, I'd never actually been the main base, you know, in co-ed, they only have like the two bases. They have like the main and like the spotter. And I'd never actually been a main base in a stunt before. And so I remember my first time, like throwing, being a main base, in a stunt and like competing and being like, dude, I actually did. I actually was the guy, you know, underneath, you know, holding her. So, you know, it was cool to have this, you know, this mom, you know, remind me of the journey that her daughter was on. And this dad remind me of the, you know, the journey that his um, daughter was on. It was just a really cool, you know, so they're all, you know, every kid is on their own, on their own journey. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta bring that back. The, um, the poster boards. Because I used to read those all the time with those kids, their individual and their team goals. They used to, like, you know, when the gym, like, cleared out, like, you know, it's, like, 9.30 or whatever. And I would just, like, read those, like, individual, like, goals. And she'd be like, okay, this is what this kid's trying to do. And this is, you know, this is why this kid cheers or whatever. But, yeah. So, anyway, speaking of cheer moms and dads, I've got to give a huge shout-out to cheermad.com because they have been awesome in support they've been a huge support and just really supportive of the podcast and the journey that we're on so if you're a cheer mom or a dad definitely check out cheer mom or cheer cheer mom cheer com or their uh, facebook page ever they actually have a lot of really good articles on there and i know we actually have several um parents in our gym every so often when i go on there i'll see like parents commenting like some of our parents commenting on you know, like, so you know they show you people that you're friends with you know they show you their comments why are are parents on there causing trouble like (laughs) stop it keep your opinions to yourself and do not have anything american cheer talking all reckless online like that y'all crazy (laughs) Brittany? you'd be talking reckless online
1: uh no for i well at least i don't think so because i'm like ooh, what if someone here see like i might want to but then I'm like, Ooh, what if somebody sees this and they get mad at me? You said this on Facebook or whatever it is. So I don't think I do. I used to, you know, it's crazy because I used to post so much on social media, whether it be Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, I was just like, this is who I am with politics and parenting and just life. I, this is who Mm. I am. If you don't like it, then you don't like it, but yes. And, but now, and even, you know, TikTok is a very big thing nowadays and I'm on TikTok and I, whatever, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like now there's so many younger children that are following me, whether they're friends with their twins or they're on the same cheer team or, or whatever. And I'll see some, you know, like TikToks that I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. And I'm like, I can't really do that because all these children are following me and I don't want it to be them think it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. If if I'm doing it, they're going to think it's acceptable. And even though as an adult, it's funny or I might like it. I just, I feel like there's, younger people watching me so i just don't post online as much as i used to anymore yeah, i just yeah. kind of like let it be you know
0: no i feel yeah i feel i always try to tell the kids you know i see stuff that some of these kids post and i think what was going through your brain that made you think it was okay to post this like people you know and this is a true story even to this day i worked at CBU. California Baptist University, right? Private Christian school. Um, and we had all the time, athletes would come in and they'd send a recruit form. And I'd go and look at the athlete and I'd look at their, you know, who they are. And then right after that, especially if I, if I contacted them and I, and I thought, hey, maybe this kid might be good for us. Right after that, I would go to their social media. I'd see what they had on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, most of those kids have Facebook. But I'd go try to find anything, and I'd see, does this kid, is this kid going to be causing us trouble while she's here at CBU? Because I don't have time to be dealing with trouble. I don't have time to be dealing with all this stuff. So I'd go and go, nope, this kid's not a good fit. Can't, can't recruit her anymore. Super talented. She, she's got to go to a different school. She can't, she, can, she can't come here, right? And I still do it to this day. As soon as I get an application in, someone looks like they might be you know, at least talent wise, a good fit for the staff. Then I go and check out their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if they're on there talking crazy, can't have them on staff, you know? So, I mean, literally the first thing I do, and I try to tell it to the kids all the time, like, all right, guys, like the internet has a long memory and there are people, I mean, you might think it's cute now, but people are literally checking to see what you have on there. And if they want you to be a part of their, um, their culture or not, because um there's a really good quote, but a the destiny of an organization and the individuals who run it are intertwined, their destinies are linked, so a company can only live up to its potential as much as the individuals are living up to their potential and and so I always think about that when I think about the um you know the people on staff and you know bringing new people on or especially when I was at the college. About what athletes we're going to bring on because those, our destinies are linked together, you know. So, which actually, which reminds me, um, I'm not sure if you saw any of this. Um, (laughs) Well, a couple of things it reminds me of. Did you see any of those um, scandalous cheer coach reports? Actually, cheer cheer mad. Cheermad actually posted. Yeah. I think both of them maybe.
1: I actually I did. I saw I saw them right before um before we were logging onto the pod the podcast. Uh I went to Cheermad's page and I saw it on there. Um I didn't it, I was we I had like 4 minutes before we were going to lo- get ready to start so I didn't have very much time to go through it but I kind of like saved it um yeah. to go back and read through it again so
0: Yeah, so I didn't so I read through, you know, I saw it and it's unfortunate that this is the, this is the state of mind that it's happened so many times where it's like another one, you know what I mean? That where it's like, I can't believe or it's just like, dude, another one, like when are these people going to learn, you know? So yeah, two, two coaches two different pro it just happened to happen at the same like these things like a couple of days apart from each other but you know two coaches and I don't know I read one article and it didn't say that he was involved with an athlete at the gym it just said that he happened to be he people said oh I know that guy I know Robert and he's a cheer coach and he happened to be like remember I talked about the most popular team in the world Smoed. he was on Samoaid yeah. like during that run so obviously when he gets in trouble people know exactly who it is Um, maybe other coach, part of a very, you know, very well-known, you know, probably the super gym of super gyms, right? So all that being said, last week, you said, hey, we should have a quote of the week or last time. So I'm going to read our quote. Here's our quote of the week. And this quote of the week happens to be a Bible verse. Luke 8, 17, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be made known or come abroad. And I always think about that, about, and basically what that said is there is nothing that is secret. That's not going to come to light. Like there is nothing secret. That's not going to come to light. And so I always, you know, urge our staff and urge, obviously the athletes, to walk in integrity and you know i told this to our staff the other day um not that i think any of them are involved um with any underage athletes but to to walk in integrity because these people everyone who's getting caught did not think that they were going to get caught They have no idea what goes to their mind where they don't think they're going to get caught doing x y or z but you know we need to be I really walk in integrity, um, because there is nothing secret that's not going to come to light. You know, so there you go. Quote of the week. I wrote it down. Yeah, it's a good one. So walk in integrity, but all of that (laughs) um, about posting online. So we. um, I don't know why I tell the story. (laughs) <laughs> but i was so I'm like trying to figure out you know we gotta we gotta promote the podcast how can we promote the podcast you know what are we going to do and you know you know i get advice people like you know you gotta get on you gotta post it on those groups you're you know part of all those coaching groups and you know i'm part of a decent amount of coaching groups and i never ever post online like ever you know I was, uh i still have time to argue with people i just don't i don't have time to post my there's a there's a good another there's another bible verse um but jay-z said it so i'm gonna say it the way jay-z said it um a a wise man said don't argue with fools because from a distance people can't tell who is who actually it was mark twain not the bible but jay-z definitely said that um don't argue with fools because from a distance people can't tell who is who and, you know, oh, what is the Bible verse that says that? It says something about, um, do not argue with fools, lest you be like him. And, and I just, it, it makes me so frustrated because I just see the world in a, you know, a different way or specific way. So it frustrates me so much to have something that's so black and white to me and then to post it. And then someone like argues with me. I go, no, 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 that is foolishness, what you're speaking. And they go back and forth. So I'm trying to figure out ways to promote, you know, the podcast. And they're like, you know, post in these groups and, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to post, I'm going to start posting in, in groups and stuff like that. Or not like post, but I was going to start responding like in comments and just like, you know, people, hey, what happens with this? And, you know, just give my feedback. And um, I started doing that this week. And I, I want to say I got in an argument, but I'm getting in, like, you know, getting frustrated. There was this coach asking about, They have an athlete who's injured, who's going to be injured or who is injured, but it's going to be injured during tryouts. Great athlete. Should they cut them or not? And high school cheer coach. And I'm like, no, do not cut the athlete. If the athlete is good and you want them on your team, keep the athlete. There's people like, well, they can't make it to tryouts. So what? The kid's injured. It is what it is. They're like, what do they get scored on? Don't score the kid. You just put the kid on the team. And, like, you know, I'm arguing with people. I just like thinking about, you know, I we have this kid, third time I bring him up, Smoed. I I brought California All-Stars more, brought up American in this podcast. American, go cheer, (laughs) aksc.com. But we have this kid uh, named Sammy, and Sammy had tore his ACL, or he tore, so he blew something out in his knee years ago. And the year we came up was like going to be his first year cheering in like a year. And he wasn't clear to do everything. He was only clear to do like standing handsprings. And this kid still is phenomenal, phenomenal. One of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. Just phenomenal. But you know, he couldn't do anything at the time because of his ACL. And, and I would have been a fool he said yeah I'm going to be ready you know by the time we get to August I will be 100% clear to do everything. And I would have been a fool to cut him or put him on you know level 2 team cuz he can only do handsprings and and be like well rules is rules and you know cuz all I had to do was have a little patience wait 2 months and then he was going to be ready to go full strength. And I mean the kid was just stupid good. And I remember telling those coaches on that thing like if you would have if you cut that kid, here's how you should feel. If you cut a kid who's injured at tryouts and then they go to someone else's team and you see them on the sidelines, how would that make you feel? If you saw them and they and you were and you start kicking yourself thinking they're making that team better, not my team, you should keep the kid on your team. But if you don't like the kid and you know the kids have rad and all these things and they're not worth it, then cut them and move on. But if you think the kid is worth it, then wait out their injury. You know, six weeks is a very, very small percentage of your, of your C, especially high school cheer, where it's all year long, or even all-star cheer, where it's literally May to May. Like, it's six weeks, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, you know. Well sweet. We got anything else? What else you got?
1: Uh, I don't have anything.
0: Good. All I right want then.
1: people to like, comment, and subscribe, though. Remi- friendly reminder. <laughs> Like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast.
0: All right, then here we go. Then let's wrap it up. Don't forget the quote of the week, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. Do not forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, share it on your Facebook Enter you're gonna win the coolest let's talk cheer t-shirt in the world. Be more, don't be less, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. All right.
0: Fi- final prediction on the Super Bowl. Go.
1: Okay, uh the Chiefs. Just because my cousin used to play for them, uh, and that's the only reason why I'm going for them.
0: <laughs> let's go. Patty Mahomes, I'm saying it too. Patrick Mahomes, let's go. Super Bowl MVP. I'm saying it loud and proud. Do not make us look foolish. Five, six, seven, eight, we're out. We're out. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button, and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk to You with Jason. Thanks for listening.